Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> it's a little different today. This is weird. <laughs> a little bit. This is Trisha. <laughs> and I'm Evangelist Lorianne, and we are kicking just it with kicking Jesus. it with Jesus. Come on. Um, we are recording at home today because it was a snowstorm, and we weren't sure how much snow we yep. were going to get. So. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to me. The weather was kind of crazy. I was like, oh, I could have went there, but... Yeah, the weather was kind of... It is yeah. what it is. You know, this this will yeah. work. Let's we'll see, see how it goes. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear us. We'll see how hello, it goes. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello. funny story. We didn't know what we were going to talk about today, right? So, I just started the book mm. of Deuteronomy. And I'm reading the book, chapters one and two. And as I'm reading, I'm mm. writing everything that I'm reading because I'm just trying mm. to retain in my brain. And the only way I can retain is if I write. So right. <laughs> I'm writing everything out, chapters one and two. And I hear John 20. So I'm like, all right. So I take my Bible and mm. I just, I have, I'm in Deuteronomy. So I just like flip it open. And I go to Joel, and I was like, okay, nope, that's not what I want. I want John 20, so I go to John 20, and I start reading it, and I'm like, oh, John 20? That's just about when Mary, it starts off with the empty tomb. Mary goes and sees that there's an empty tomb, mm -hmm. and I don't find any significance in it. <coughs> uh, I don't find any significance, so I'm like, uh, that just must have been me made, making that up in my brain. So let me go back into Joel and start reading Joel. So I started reading Joel, and again, I still just didn't feel like any significance. So I shut my Bible, right? And I'm like, Jesus, I don't like going to do the podcast if I have nothing to say. I don't have anything to say. I want a scripture to read. I just, I want to be able to read something from the Bible. So you have to give me something. Now my Bible's closed. I don't have any markings in it besides these two, but they're not in John. I flip it open. John 20, 24. And I was like, oh, so you wanted me to read John 20 is what you're saying. So, ah. so here we are. John 20. So John 20, 24. Yeah, so that's what I got out of that. So... I'm just going to read it and we can talk about it. It says in John, Absolutely. John 20, 24 says, But one of the twelve, Thomas, called twin, was not with, the, with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples kept telling him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, If I don't see the mark of, of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nail of the nails and put, the, put my hand into his side, I will never believe. After eight days, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were clocked, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and observe my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be an unbeliever, but, but a believer. Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. 
those who believe without seeing are blessed. Jesus performed many, many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but they are written so, but they are, these are written so that you may believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name. Mm. Wow. You know, side note, let me just say this. <clears throat> when I got, when I first got saved, literally when I first got saved, and I was like in the Bible, there was never a time, Trisha, where I could read that and not cry my eyes out. Wow. You know, when Thomas says, my Lord and my God, yo, that, I don't know what it was about that, that certain phrase, but Every time I read it, I would just cry for years, at least four years. Now I can read it and, and I don't know, maybe it was my heart was the same way, like you're my Lord and my God yeah. now, because I, I ran for so long being a backslider three times. So maybe that's what it was. I probably won't know the answer to that until I get right. to heaven, you know and what I mean? At that point, you'd be like, I don't even but, care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I pray that I remember I to even right. ask, you know? But, yeah. But how many people, Trisha, though, seriously, how many people, you know, are just like Thomas? You know? They wonder, what in the world? Is God real? Is Jesus right. real? You know? Which is funny because... What did God give you? What did God give me when I read this? Yeah. I feel as though all I kept thinking about is my husband and my situation mm. and, like, my testimony with my husband and just like not believing until I see you know what I mean and I think that's the problem like we should have faith and believe that it's going to happen without doubting before we see it happen you know what I mean right and I think that that I was do. my problem I do and I <clears throat> when it says Jesus said because you have seen me you have believed those who believe without seeing are blessed and that's like now, right? Come like, on. It is a faith thing now. Jesus isn't walking the earth like he was then, you know? What a what a beautiful thing it would be though. I mean, I, I suppose that the only thing that you really can't do is see and feel. Right. Right. Physically, but you can feel within. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, and I just feel like how beautiful it must have been, though, to be one of the disciples and, and be able to walk with him and hug him and... You know what I mean? Yeah. 
have him literally sit and commune with right. them, eat right. with them. You know? you know what I find interesting too is that, so in this chapter, Mary is the one that went to the tomb. They went to the tomb to see Jesus. It was empty. And then everybody saw Jesus. And it says that the disciples kept telling him, we have seen the Lord. And he said, no, I'm not going to believe them. I'm not going to believe it until I see it, right? And it wasn't until eight days after. Eight days after. And I know some people can say, like, oh, well, somebody could have told Jesus or not, but, like, Jesus, it only says, like, Jesus showed up and instantly talked to Thomas and knew exactly mm. what he needed to hear, uh, to see, in order for him to know it was him. But he did make him wait eight days. You wow. know what I mean? But isn't it the same thing? Like, you know, you started off talking about your man and God could have right away yeah. he chose to wait it was the same thing with you getting pregnant he could have right away but he chose to wait and I think he does that and Trisha just my opinion I think he does that because he he wants to give us something so precious and it's called faith. Right. You know what I mean? To press in and just when we're at that breaking point, I feel, it's just my opinion, when we're at that breaking point where we go, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of praying with no results and da 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 da. That's the moment where Jesus Christ steps in and goes, ha, here I am. Right. And he, he'll answer you, you know? I, so for me, I just believe that Jesus knows us personally. He knows us personally, our, our situation, and he knows what's, he knows the other person's situation and what's going to happen because I could have gotten pregnant right away. However, if I were to have gotten pregnant, right away it took it took mm -hmm. almost 12 months for me to get pregnant with octavia if i would have gotten pregnant right away and then i was close to having the baby or had the baby and then josh told me all the stuff that was going on how much different that would have been with Come on. the emotions Come on. of just having a baby like I just think that it, because June of 2019, June 14th of 2019, he admitted a bunch of stuff to me that almost tore apart our marriage. And then July of 2019, I found out I was pregnant and that walk started. And I just look at it at like, Josh got, Josh got the courage in June of 2019 and God knew that was going to happen. And then probably in like July, August, September, I want to say of 2019, that's when I was on that walk in the woods at work. We had a, we had a walking path in the woods yep. and I was on there on, on my lunch and just listening to worship music for an hour, walking every day and just like asking Jesus, what am I supposed to do? Because I don't want 
I don't want to do this anymore. And I remember him saying distinctively, like, if you just trust me, everything's going to be okay. And I said, okay. I think, too, if memory serves me correctly, I remember Josh laying on the couch, I think he said, because he called me. And he said... That was... That was a Tuesday, the 11th, I want to say. That was a Tuesday of of June. June. And that Mm. Friday, so it was the same week, he called you and said that I, I, what is Revelations 1? Because I'm sitting in my Mm. house all by myself in my room and all I heard was Revelations 1. Like, I don't even know what that is. He didn't even know it was a book in the Bible. Nothing. That was a Tuesday. Mm. That Friday is when he told me. Jesus. It was all the same week. And I just think that if I would have already been pregnant or like knowing that I was pregnant or had the baby, the outcome could have been a lot different. I wouldn't have been at work. If I had the baby, I wouldn't have been at work to go walk in the woods. Whew. Mm. To go walk in the woods and have that time with Jesus and say, I don't want to do this. And Jesus said, if you trust me, everything's going to be okay. And that was a long, trust me, because that was a long time. That was a long span of time. That was three and a half years of, and I heard him say, I heard him say to me, do not nag him, nag me. Nag me, petition me. And that's what I kept hearing over and over for three years. Petition heaven, petition heaven for your husband. And that's what I did. I never nagged him. Mm. I never questioned him. I never asked him. I never did any of those things. So it just is like Jesus knows our situation so well. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think sometimes, though, Trisha, you know, you go through the valley. And I think just everybody is, is, is different. But nonetheless, I really feel like there's a lot of people that could probably... come up alongside you and and they're like going through something similar of what you know you endured and I think that there's a lot of people that are in the valley of the shadow and they're just like God I don't see you moving I don't see you answering my prayers I've been praying for this for And still nothing. What would you say to people that that's what that's what they they're going through? What did you do that didn't make you give up? What'd you do? I kept crying to Jesus. I can tell you that like Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, I would cry on my way to church. Like, and I would. I would be mad at God. Like, I I was angry. I was Come angry on. with him, and I would show that. Like, I am going to obey you, and I'm still going to be the wife that you've called me to be. I'm still going to show love and compassion and be that wife that you've called me to be, but it's not fair. It's not fair that you're Come not on. doing Like, I know you could snap your fingers and everything would be different, so I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. However... I'm still going to do what you've called me to do. 
because that's the only thing that I can do. I can only do what God called me to do as a wife, even if he's not doing. And I, that's what I, I don't, I know that's a crappy answer. That's not an answer that any of us want to hear just to keep doing, right? <laughs> but that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. I remember 2021, I took, I, I call it the wife class. <laughs> Pastor Stephen Furtick's wife, Holly, had like this whole yeah. online eight week wife course on like how to be a wife, how to be a better wife. And I took it like, I just was angry, but I still knew that Jesus wanted me to be, regardless if I was angry or not, the best wife that I could, regardless if I was, you know, it's funny because Pastor Dave, my past, one of my pastors at my church had said that, like, and I think you've actually, actually said it in one of your sermons that I watched one time, that regardless of what the other person is doing, you have to keep going. Because eventually, what they see you doing, and you're going and doing and serving and, and doing what Jesus called you to do, they're going to come. They're going to come up alongside yes. of you. And it's so, so true. And I, I think that you said that in one of your sermons. Like, it's so true. You can't focus on what they're doing. You have to focus on what right. you're doing, and you have to keep petitioning heaven. Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I think, you know, I I often think, Trisha, about my mother-in-law and how she must have felt with her son and praying for him through the different, different phases of his life, crying out to God for him to save him for him to deliver him from drugs you know um, and she did that quietly without him ever knowing let me just say that she she petitioned heaven because he was he was a cocaine addict and um she petitioned heaven on his behalf for him to be free and god did it without him knowing he just boom just like that but then she, she petitioned heaven for his salvation. And I can only imagine how she must have felt the day that he went to her house. You know, because he had this radical encounter with Jesus in the middle of the night, early, early in the morning. And Jesus told him to do a couple of things. And one of them was to remind her of when he was a kid, how he used to pull on her skirt in church. And so he goes to her house at seven o'clock in the morning and he reminds her of that and she laughs. But the next day she goes to church and she tells him, my heart had backslidden and you, God told you to tell me Hey, it's time to come wow. home. That's so good. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think that we all get into that place of whether you doubt or you lack the faith to keep praying. I think we all have a little bit of Thomas in us 
in one way or another. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, you know, we all would love to be able to say, yep, I've got it, we're good, yep. It just doesn't always work like that. The point though, right? Because if we were good, then we'd be Jesus. The point is that Come this on. earth, we need Jesus over and over and over again. Mm. It's not gonna be until we're in heaven where we're still gonna need Jesus, but we're with Jesus, it's gonna be totally different. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's no sin there. In heaven, there's no sin. So we're not gonna have that, that, that flesh nature, you know? Where we right, have that flesh right. nature now, we need Jesus. We'll be good for a little while. That's why I always say, we as humans cannot produce pure joy. We can have joy for a season, but unless you have Jesus, you can't mm. have joy in chaos. True joy. True joy. Right. True right. joy. You can't have that. And I know that for sure, for sure. You know, yes, yesterday, this morning, when we talked, you were telling me about John 20. God had brought me into Acts 2, and he just keeps bringing me into that book, into the same chapter. And I'm like, well, you better what? get it together then. <laughs> For real. But do you know how many times I've preached it at church already? Um, but Peter preaches... Jesus and 3,000 people get saved and off of that Trisha the most amazing thing happens all these people start selling their possessions and they come together as one like what who does that and I think we as a people don't understand unity at all at all we we say we do but we side eye do you know what i mean so you know um, i just i i found as i read acts 2 it says in Acts 2, verse 42, they were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship and to eating meals together and to prayers. <laughs> all right, let's just, each one. All right, first of all, I can almost guarantee that if you've been saved for a while, your prayer life is like not the way it used to be. You know what I mean? When you first got saved, when you first got saved, you would just communing with God on a constant basis. They were eating meals together. They were fellowshipping. But yo, they were listening to what the apostles had to say. They were following instructions. They were questioning. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say, well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't feel like doing it like that. I want to do it like this. You know, and I just feel like, you know, even that, that's something that 
we've lost. We've lost the ability to honor those in authority. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're just, I think we're just, a, we're people that we're broken and we need a savior. You know, it's funny, this is kind of like not the same topic, but this is what it keeps coming to my brain every we're talking about this. This past weekend, my husband got baptized, as we know, and his then his mother and his her his mother's um, came over, and now they go to a, they go to a uh. Catholic church. And he goes to Catholic church every single Sunday, like faithfully believes in Jesus. Like this is he's he grew up in this church, and he came to my church. This is the second time he's come to my church, but the first time was when I did a dedication for my oldest daughter, and it was in the field. Like, we had it outside because it was 2020, so yep. couldn't go indoors, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so it wasn't like, it was you couldn't, it wasn't like it was at church this Sunday. And he sat across the table from me, and he's like, I got a question for you. Why do you think... What is the difference between your church and my church? Why is there so many people of all ages at your church in that are like, they're just in it? And I said, do you want me to answer that, like, for real? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. I said, no disrespect, but that's the Holy Spirit. Like, you can feel the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit's not in your church. And I've never been to your church, but if you—that's the first time you felt the Holy Spirit, then you, the Holy Spirit's not in your church. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I could feel, I felt it." And I said, um, "Well, you know, you can like come to my church anytime you want. It's okay to like go from Catholic to Christian." And he just laughed and he said, "You know, I, I said that to Lynn. I said I." This church was really, I really enjoyed coming here. I really enjoyed the service. I really enjoyed the music. I really enjoyed it. But I like to do it my way. Like, I like to do it that way of the Catholic church. And it's just funny to me how we can't even come together as one in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you want to be in a church that has the Holy Spirit there and be one with that? rather than self because that's what I feel like it is I could be wrong but I think I think that there's and I just I did I just did a a preaching on this so I'm going to touch on it for a second I think that our in this hour and in this time there's a lot of people that do not want the Holy Spirit. They say, yeah, I'm all set with that tongue stuff. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or, um, I've got the Holy Spirit. When we, when we get saved, we get Jesus. We get Jesus. We've got to pray for the Holy Spirit. We've got to ask for the Holy Spirit. And I know that that's going to, sh- that's going to f- cause a lot of commotion because I just said that. I know it is. But if you look, if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, 
We do too. So Jesus is getting baptized by John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit comes upon him. So when the Bible says do not grieve the Holy Spirit, I mean, Trisha, I think that there's a lot of people that don't want the third person of the Trinity, which is not an okay thing because he's the spirit of truth. He's the comforter. He, he has so many different dynamics to who we have to be, who we need to be in order to walk out this thing called Christianity. We need the third person of the Trinity in order to do it. And so for one to say, I don't need it, well, what you're doing is saying, God, I don't trust you and I don't need right. that. It doesn't matter whether or not you're in a Christian church or you're in a Catholic church. Because honestly, when I was young, my mother brought me into a charismatic Catholic church. And yo, they were speaking in tongues and the priest was laying hands on people and they were falling out. You know what I mean? So Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit were alive in that church. So I just feel like, you know, people can say what they want to say. Um, if you're in a, in a Catholic church, don't wait for the priest to do it. You do it. Ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Well, also, if I, if I can say this too, though, when Jesus, you know, before he ascended into heaven, he told them, wait here, don't leave. Come on. Because I'm going to send come somebody on. to you. If we didn't need to have the Holy Spirit with us, he wouldn't have told them to wait for the Holy Spirit come to on. come. You know? That's the truth, Trisha. And I get it, like the older generation, like... It's like, okay, I can believe that Jesus was a person and I can believe, I can believe that because that's documented. But like this Holy Spirit, something that I can't, I can't see. Not that we can see Jesus, but we can look back in history and know that Jesus was a person, died. Like we have that historical facts of that, right? They don't have that with the Holy Spirit. So I feel like the older generation is like, ah, is it real? Yeah, but historical facts would be <clears throat> this this all right so they're going so acts one verse four while being together and eating with them he commanded them not to leave jerusalem but to wait for what the father had promised of which he said you have heard me speak for john baptized with water but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Verse 8, but you will receive power and the ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the Holy... He, in, in John, he says... The Holy Spirit will come upon you with fire. Like, hello? You know, and I'm not... He doesn't mean fire as as flames. He's talking 
you know, it's, it's time for your life to have feeling to it and stop with the mundane. It's time for you to ignite for Jesus a little bit. Be a little more kind to your wife or your husband. Be a man or a woman of integrity and say what you mean and mean what you say. You know, stop your lying, stop your cussing. It's time to to do those things. And I'm sorry, Trisha, without the Holy Spirit, we can't do what God has called us to right. do. We need that strength. Right. I, I agree need with you 110% because, like, if you were to listen to Josh's testimony when he got baptized, he would say it like, I was an atheist and my wife was a Christian. And even when he would speak to Pastor Dave, he would say, like, I would make fun of her because I was an atheist and she was a Christian. Like, okay, you're God, you know? And it definitely took the Holy Spirit to bite my tongue. You know what I mean? Come on. Because God was doing something in him. And if I allowed my flesh, if I, if I allowed uh. my flesh to do what I wanted to do, he may have, he may still be on that journey of atheism. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you hear my cat yeah, meowing, by the way, he's sitting outside the door of this room that I'm in, and all I can hear him is meowing. So. Do you know? <laughs> no, I can't hear. I, I can't this, hear your cat. I bet cat, this microphone but... can hear it though. <laughs> when I listen back. I'm sure, because my microphone has been picking up the man next door and him snow blowing his driveway, and I'm like trying to take the mic out of my ear, like I can't. It's so, so loud. Funny. I'm like, whatever, whatever. It is, it is what, what it, it is. is, you know, just ignore it and keep right, keep it exactly. rolling. <laughs> uh, it's hard for me because I should be looking at that camera, but I keep looking at you and I have that camera up there, you know, so it's, it is what yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I get it. I My ADD kicked in and I'm like saying inside my head, can he just shut his <laughs> snowblower like, off? I know there's like eight inches of snow out there, but shh. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, you know, I just think that there's no, you know, and I'm not saying it because, well, maybe I am, but, so I just had a birthday, oh my God, I'm 53, but I am going to say I've lived a life not being saved, and I've lived a life being saved. And I'm going to tell you, you couldn't pay me to go back to who I used so to be. It's so funny because, same, like I lived a whole life of not being saved. And I can tell you, I used to go to therapists. And I, before I got saved, I would tell my therapist, like, I feel like I'm standing still. And the whole world is just going, like, I can feel the world just going like this around me. And I'm just watching it. And I felt so, yep. so lonely and depressed and anxious. And even after I stopped smoking weed, like, even after that, like, I didn't really have a reason to be depressed or anxious or anything. But it just, I didn't have Jesus, really have Jesus. And now I have a life with Jesus. And I never want to go back to that spot. That loneliness, that feeling is gone. 
Like, I don't ever feel that. Do I get anxious sure. or overwhelmed? Yeah, because life. But I would never. I would never go back. However, yep. you know how many people can say the opposite? I've been saved my whole life, and now I'm not. Or, like, I knew Jesus, and now I walked away. You know? Now I'm doing the world thing. I just... You know why, though? Listen, <clears throat> and, I, you know, I, I'm, you can't, I can't say anything bad about it, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it's so easy. The enemy's so good at what he does. He's the father of lies, and he's really, really good at that. And so we fall back nine times out of ten because we stop doing what had kept us. We stop. One time we don't go to church and forget it. One week turns into two, turns into five months. You know what I mean? You don't pray the way that you used to. You don't read your word. You know, all the things that kept you grounded, you don't right. do. And, and then all of a sudden, you find, you wake up one day, you find yourself in the wilderness. Right. And you're like, how did I get here? And, you know, even with that, you don't have to stay there. It's words away. You know, it's words I away. I think that praying is so important. Like, I think, like, you have to keep praying. For sure. However, they just did a study. I don't know how long ago the study was of people who read their Bible. And when somebody read the Bible one time a week, nothing changed. Two times a week, nothing changed. Three times a week, nothing changed. Four or more times a week they read the Bible. Significance, like between, you know, alcohol, depression, anxiety, watching porn. Like, four times a week or more just reading the Bible, all of that dropped by, like, 60%, right. 50%, 30%, 60%. Like, the numbers are insane how much it dropped. So I do believe that, like, praying, we should pray all the time. But it's so important to read the Bible. So, like, if we fell away, yeah, it's hard to just start praying again. But it's easy to just pick up a book, pick up a book, and just read. Right. We might not want to pray and talk to Jesus. Right. See, for me, I've always read. I've always read. I read every day. But worship, mm. going into a place where it's just me and listening to Christian music. I can tell you how many times I went into my bedroom and even still now I did it today. I'm sorry, not today, yesterday. Where I'll go in my room one way and come out another. That's good. And sometimes I'm in there for 20 minutes, sometimes I'm in there for four hours. It depends. And there's times where Jesus will literally, I'll be on the floor, my face in the floor, 
and just weeping because I can feel him taking out the pain and I'm feeling it as it's coming out. But it's transformation. You know what I mean? What words can't do, worship does. Worship does. And nobody can tell me otherwise. I've lived it. I still, you know, that's why I always do worship. Right. You know, like I'll have a night of worship at church. I know what it can do if you allow right. it to. If you're not concerned or consumed with other what people are looking right. at or... You know, just go to touch the feet of of Jesus. So, so, so let's talk about real, real quick. We went to go see The Chosen season four, episodes one, two, and three, and yo. Next Thursday, (laughs) we're going again. Is Four, five, and six. But I have to say, so episode one was, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't (laughs) bored, but I was like, what's going on here? Come on, man. And then two, I was like, yo, okay, here we go. Here we go. Three, I was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? You're leaving me hanging right here. The whole other week. (laughs) But you know, I have to say, man, Dallas Jenkins—is that his name? Jenkins. Yeah, I mean, he he puts it together nicely. He does do a good job, and again, it's it is not every word for word from the Bible. There's things in it. Right. It's not. Yes. You know, it's. I like it because if it was in the Bible and, I mean, every detail of the people, you know, like their relationships and who they are, aren't in the Bible, but we can like kind of figure it out. It's just nice to see, you know, it's nice to relate because like something happens with, with Simon and stuff. And I, I just related to him so much. So... That just yeah. got me like that. Those parts. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, you gotta go see it in the movie theater. Oh, you can't. Matthew <laughs> Tomorrow's too. the last day. Matthew. Tomorrow's the last day. Right. But Matthew really, he he's the one that I could really just kind of relate to. Like, what do you mean right. I have to forgive? But right. what right. you know? And then it was like, oh, right. that yeah. mirror. Okay, I, yeah. I remember. So that whole you know, beautiful right. story. But I, I also, Trisha, I think for me, you know, The Passion of the Christ was like one of those punch-me-in-the-gut kind of movies. But The Chosen, they have depicted Jesus in a way that is loving and at the same right. time. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Not religious. Right. He's not... You know, like the end of episode three, it was beautifully done. Beautifully done. You know? Um, That's good. So, excited about next week, but yeah, though, I am going to tell you that right now. Me too. So, anyway. well, we got to wrap up. 
Maybe God will, maybe God will stir somebody else's heart to pray for people. Right. <laughs> hopefully, I just okay. want to say before we end, hopefully that this wasn't in and out of because I kept getting my network. Um, my cat is scratching at the door now. My network was in and out. <laughs> And I could see your network. Yeah, mine was struggling. Too. So hopefully it's not all messed yeah. up. But if it is, we know for next time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We <laughs> We're yeah. trying. Uh, anyway. Okay. So you want to pray for the people? Yeah. Okay. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you. I mean, even for the ability to be able to do something like this. Father, her being so far away. Lord, we just ask that you would just touch the heart of every person that may be struggling with anything maybe we, we said. I pray for those, Father, that don't have the Holy Spirit for whatever reason, whether they don't want to speak in tongues or feel that they don't need it. I pray, Jesus, that you would reveal how the Holy Spirit is the third part of you and your Father. Jesus, I pray that you would touch every heart, minister to every soul. For those that are in bondage, I pray that you would set them free. May the blood of Jesus break every chain over people's minds, over their lives. And may you have your way in and through their lives. Jesus, I pray that you would show them that it's just words away. All they need to do is ask you to come into their lives and to forgive, for you to forgive them of their sin and to live in them and they'll be saved. So Jesus, I pray that you would have your way in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Well, until next time. We are just kicking it with kicking Jesus. It with Jesus. <laughs> God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>